0: Hello, welcome to our Lighthouse podcast. We hope that this message brings inspiration and intent to your day. The last two years of this pandemic have definitely turned our world upside down. I've just launched this book, Rethink It. And for a while there, I was gonna launch it actually about a year ago, but actually put it on pause because I could tell that God's wanting to speak to us around a whole range of things to do with our faith and the way we do church, that quite possibly we might need to rethink some of those things. And I guess I want to answer the question, what if the global pandemic, as horrible as that is, what if it's actually just what we needed to rethink some of the long-held, cherished views, opinions and methods around the way we think about church and faith? And what if though the world is interested in God, but we're slowly and now accelerated, becoming less interested in the church? You know, I said to you that Kerry you off repeatedly quoted. I think he's been a great voice into uh, the way the church handles itself over the last two years. And he says this, that a crisis uh, accelerates uh, what we already knew was happening to us slowly. And I think that that's a very true statement you know, things were happening slowly over time. But this last two years, we've just realised that some of the things that we've relied on, lent into and trusted upon are not quite working like we thought they should. You know, I had an interesting conversation with a pastor that I knew in Western Australia. And while we love Western Australia, and of course, they are largely not been impacted by uh, the lockdowns and the restrictions. In some ways, this pastor was kind of not bragging to me, but certainly saying how good it's been that they haven't had to have all the restrictions that maybe we've experienced here in New South Wales, and particularly in the greater Sydney area. But as I was listening to describe the fact that they've not been interrupted at all, I actually kind of gently said to him, I said, well, actually, I feel sorry for you. I said, I I certainly wouldn't wish the pandemic on anybody, but the things that we've had to rethink... The things that we've had to unlearn, the new and innovative and creative ways we've had to engage and connect with people in our community, in fact, has been an incredible blessing to us. And we never would have done it unless we were disrupted by what was happening in and around us. And I think this is the point where we all need to now be rethinking how we describe our faith and whether or not the Sunday gathering alone was enough to increase our own faith journey along the way. So today I want to speak about the cul-de-sac of reason. Of course, in life, we all want to know the reason why things happen, and it's nice and it's good to get those answers. But I wonder if always wanting to know the reason could actually be the limit to our own personal growth. You know, instead, what if bewilderment or chaos or confusion is a catalyst that God uses to introduce us to new thoughts? You know, if you want a biblical rethink it story, to me, the the glaringly obvious story that sticks out in the Bible to me every time I read it, is the rethink it story of Saul to Paul. His transformation from a a man, a leader, a God follower who thought and believed he was doing the right thing, which, by the way, was persecuting the early church and killing Christians and getting them dragged off in change, to becoming the very leader of the new movement of followers of Christ. To me, that journey is powerful when we are thinking about rethinking. If you don't know the story, it's one of my favorite. Saul, there he was well-respected, well-regarded. People thought highly of him as a Jewish leader, one who could interpret the Bible, the Old Testament, all of its laws and bylaws, and was somebody that people would come to almost as a mentor and a guide. Paul is on his way to Damascus, and his intent is to find more of those new Christians, those people of the way, so that he could lock them up in chains Moms, dads and children and drag them back before their own courts in a way that he would disrupt this new thought and this new idea. Something amazing happens on the way. Paul encounters Jesus. He's knocked to the ground. His sight is taken from him. He hasn't got a clue what is going on. So just freeze frame that right there. Paul's on the ground, he's blind, he thought he was going to Damascus, he's leaving Tarsus, and something happens in that moment. Paul, who is, uh, or Saul, who has got high ability, well-respected, high intellect, well-known for all that he's done up until this moment. In that moment, none of that matters for his future. Now, I'm not saying what he's learned and what he's about to learn in his history, isn't important. What I'm saying is in that moment, Paul didn't know what to do. And in fact, he didn't know how to go back because he couldn't see behind him. And he doesn't know how to go forward. In Paul's mind, and even in God's mind in that moment, Tarsus, the past doesn't matter. And Damascus, which was his preferred future, no longer matters at all. The only thing that matters in that moment is Paul doesn't know what to do. Imagine the highly capable, the highly intelligent, the highly gifted, the man who knew how to do it all for God suddenly doesn't know what to do. I think in that moment, there's a really important thought. I think God sometimes brings us to a place of confusion, to a place of bewilderment. In fact, I suggest that it might be his gift to us that when we don't know what to do, I sense that God is trying to do something completely new and different. And the only way we get to do that is we stop, we pause, and we say this, we can no longer rely on where we've been. And we're not quite sure about what the future looks like. But what we do know this, God has apprehended us for a new purpose and for new ways. It's a pretty powerful thing when you think about it. And I often think, why would God have such a dramatic occasion in someone's life? Or why would God allow a pandemic in the generation in which we live? I can only assume that God allows these kind of things because he wants us to pause long enough that we don't launch into our own preconceived future, that we take the time to Listen, to unlearn, and to rethink some of our ways along the way. You know, one of the biggest obstacles we have when we're in a time in our life where we don't understand what's happening, one of the biggest obstacles is reason. We just want to know the reason. It's like we can't do life, we can't navigate problems or difficulties unless somebody can tell us the reason we're going through it. But I think the step before unlearning is the ability to say, what if there is no reason? What if I can't explain this at all? And I felt as a leader over this time, I felt obligated to explain to people the reason we're going through this. But I'm not so sure that that's where God wants us to be. I think the reason there is no reason is because God is getting us to no longer rely on our own intellect, our own plans and our own design for the future of the church. I think God's saying the way forward is first, to rely completely on me, God says. You know, God brought Saul to Paul and the midpoint to which he changed and became the man and the person God wanted him to be was actually found in that moment of confusion and bewilderment. His present learnings could no longer serve him for the future that God had for him. Unlearning is the start. Rethinking is the start of what God has for us for the future. So today, maybe you've found yourself in a situation where like Paul or Saul, you have been brought to your knees. Maybe you felt bewildered, dazed or even confused and you're trying to work out why would God allow this to happen to me? And your current reasoning for that is actually blocking your way forward. You feel like you've lost control. Maybe you feel vulnerable. You know, 2020 was bad enough, and then you thought, wow, 2021 seemed to get worse. Well, my encouragement to you today is when I find myself in these situations, I, I often search for clarity in the Bible. But here's what I've come to realize throughout my unlearning journey what if clarity is not what God is trying to bring right now in our life? What if He is actually trying to disrupt some things? Don't worry. God doesn't disrupt us all the time, but he definitely uses us as a sign, as a hint that he's wanting us to think differently. You know, I believe today that, you know, in your frustration, your worry, maybe you're overwhelmed. I believe that if you're just willing to trust God, that he knows what he's doing. Maybe we don't know what the future looks like. And I'm not just even talking today in church, but in your own personal faith, maybe in your business, maybe your family, your relationships, maybe this apprehension that has happened of your life, that's going in one direction and it suddenly stops. Maybe God wants to use that for both of us in a way that we don't become less in our faith. I'm sure God's goal of disruption is not that you lose your faith. I'm sure God's goal in this moment is that you trust in him more, you lean on him more, you rely on him more. That's just got to be good news for each one of us. You know, as we finish the thought today, I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to ask God to help you see the value of what he's doing in this moment of restriction. Um, And maybe the fact that I know you and I, we want answers, but they're not coming. By the way, God is capable of bringing answers to you when he knows you need to hear them. So we don't need to worry about that. God will do that. But let me pray for you today. And let's pray that we would be at peace With the unanswered areas of our life, knowing that God has got this and that we can put our whole lives in his hands in a way that he will come through for us. Let's pray today. Father, I thank you for every person listening and watching today. It is hard, Lord, to imagine that you would want to get us to rethink ways of faith, discipleship and church, particularly in areas that we have loved and cherished for so long. But Lord, I pray that you'd help us recognise that this moment of confusion or chaos that some are feeling today, this bewilderment moment, where we can't rely on where we've been and we're not sure about where we're going. But what we can rely on is, Lord, that you're with us, that we can trust you, that you're recalibrating for a better future. And I pray, Lord, that you'd lift the weight and the burden of that off people today and that we would turn that into trust and reliance on you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Well, as we continue this Rethink Thought, uh, we're going to encourage you to keep praying, keep trusting, and keep believing that God knows exactly what He's doing in this time in our lives. God bless. I'm so excited to be launching my brand new book, Rethink It Unlearning How We Think to Reach a Changing World That's Thinking Less About Church. The last two years I've had this thought. Is it really possible to grow as a person or as a church if all we ever do is add more knowledge upon knowledge? When in fact, in order to grow and to flourish, we have to first unlearn what we know and then relearn. I hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening. Please connect with us at a adifferentlight.com.au